To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now with Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply. In-store only. And 62318. All right, Cyclone fans, welcome to another edition of the Wide Right Natty Light Podcast. Um, tonight we have a couple big things for you. We have a special guest and we're also going to preview... Uh, the Cyhawk game coming up this Saturday after Iowa State's big win over the Northern Iowa Panthers. All right. So at this point, I want to bring in our two regulars. Uh, first, we'll, we'll bring in Levi. Are you recovering still from from Saturday, Levi, after tailgating all day? You uh, you should have seen the hot mess I was in on Sunday. I I was pretty much incapacitated till about two in the afternoon because see i made the mistake as i was tailgating all day and then went to the game and then we went to the bars out name on saturday night that was a mistake because we uh we started tailgating at like 8 a.m that was a really long day <laughs> matthias you had short- an extra, extra day off work with with labor day are, are you holding up all right yeah i'm good ready for round two on saturday <laughs> Short and concise, that a kid. At this point, uh, we want to introduce our special guest, Iowa State football quarterback commit, Real Mitchell. Uh, Real, how we how we doing tonight? Thanks for taking some time away from your homework. Yeah, no problem. I'm great. How are you guys? Good. <laughs> we are fantastic and still kind of hungover. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at, at this point, um, there, there's a lot of ex- excitement about you getting ready to, to join the Matt Campbell's football program. Um, can, can you just take a minute first to describe kind of what you went through, what your thought processes was in, in choosing the Cyclones? Yeah, well, um, during the early stages of my recruitment process, I believe I would say it was my 10th offer, and every offer I got, I really wanted to – look into it, you know, because it gave me an opportunity to attend their institution, so I think that's only fair. So when I look into Iowa State, um, I like what I saw on the internet and everything, and the coaches were really friendly and recruited me, so I wanted to take another coach out there and see how I liked it. So when I went out there, it kind of just blew my mind, um, because everything I had read online and seen online was, was true. And meeting Coach Campbell and the whole coaching staff was amazing, and I know they're trying to uh, switch up some culture um, there, and I think that they've done a, a really good job in recruiting, and that's something I want to be a part of and lead. Very good. Hi, hey, Rich Real, I was going to ask you, how was your uh, experience at the Elite 11 quarterback camp? There's a lot of big names there. Yeah, yeah, that was a great experience. Uh, it was a cool opportunity to go out there and compete against, you know, some of the top quarterbacks in my class. Um, I think I did uh, – I performed really well. Um, you know, not everything, you know, falls your way, but I think I represented myself, my school, my family, and I always stay proud. Yeah, we heard nothing but glow interviews coming out of there for sure. <laughs> yep. Uh yeah, I guess I guess you kind of explained why you you, cho- you chose ISU, but 
Um, how's your, I mean, what's the relationship like with the coaching staff? I mean, are you, I mean, they calling you all the time and things like that? I guess, I mean, I don't know how much you can say about due to rules and things like that, but what's the relationship like? Yeah, well, we keep in communication pretty much every day. Uh, I talk to Cam, Coach Campbell every week, maybe twice a week. It's, it's, they do a really good job in recruiting and being, when you're being recruited, a lot of colleges, might have your position coach and the head coach call you, you know, once a week or something like that. Whereas at Iowa State, I know every practically everyone on the staff, defensively, offensively, and the people that, you know, work in the facility, um, which I think is different from a lot of other schools and how they recruit. And so once you get recruited by them, you'll you'll notice it. And I think that's just something that really attracted me. Attracted me. Real, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious – how if Matt Campbell is he all about when he recruits is he is he all pro Iowa State uh does he get down into the some of the negative recruiting that can happen you know don't go here because or is he just about promoting the Iowa State brand oh definitely just about the Iowa State brand um he really just you know lets the kids make out what they think of the school, and it's always going to be full, in my case. It's always going to be positive things. Um, I know when I went there, I committed, I believe, a month after my first visit there. And, you know, he was perfectly fine with me taking my time and thinking about, you know, laying out all my options to make sure I'm making the right decision. So, yeah, there's no pressuring about other schools or anything like that. Um, he does a really good job of speaking highly of Iowa State, and he, he does a good job of selling them. What was the uh... – what was some of the things that Matt, that Matt and the and the guys all told you that you know you do well? And what was did they did they give you anything that they think you you know they'd like to see you improve on throughout your senior year or you know just things to play areas to grow? I guess. Um no, I haven't uh, they haven't said anything about that um, or along those lines. But you know I'm, okay. I'm pretty self driven, so I'm doing a lot of stuff to just improve so, my yeah. craft. I know things I have to improve on to be successful right now. Um, and so, yeah, they haven't uh, tried to intervene with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Real, you, you mentioned your uh, your visit earlier today. What was what was that like? Take us through a typical visit when you showed up here on campus. Well, um, even before that, they actually sent me a uh, an itinerary uh, of my official unofficial visit. And that's that's a first. You never get those. And it was a cool little edit on there and show everything that we were going to do. Um, and so we showed up uh, in Ames, uh, showed up to the complex. You know, I was a little nervous here or there, but uh, I think I, I met with Coach Hoffer first, came out and introduced himself. Uh, so it was cool seeing him in person. Uh, went up to the went upstairs, and the whole coaching staff is basically right there. Uh, so. That, that was cool, kind of get, not being bombarded, if you could say that in a, in a good way. But everyone was there. Um, I, I shook everyone's hands and met everybody. Uh, then we got toured around and stuff like that. It was my dad and myself the first time I went. And the second time I took another visit, is my, we brought my mom along. This was after I was committed. But both uh, visits were kind of similar. Uh, got a tour of the campus, got to meet the, the team. There was actually a lot of people from California, uh, a lot more than I expected that were on the team that have gone to Iowa State. So the, the team chemistry was really cool. All the guys were 
really chill. And that's another thing, you know, you look for as a recruit is, you know, it will fit in with the guys, and I felt like I would. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of visits are, are similar in ways, and, but Iowa State just everything everything just felt right. Did they take you to Hickory Park? Hickory Park. I don't think. Wait, what? Maybe not my name. I've been there, but I don't know about the name. That's like a barbecue type place. Oh, no, I don't think so. I haven't gone there yet. You'll, you'll end up there at some point while you're in Ames. Oh, sure. I, I'm actually taking my official this weekend. Well, perfect. You're pretty, so you're pretty excited <laughs> for that, I take it? Oh, I'm so excited. I miss I miss it up there, so I'm really looking forward to being back up there. As they, what, what are you looking most forward to as far as getting up here for the, especially for the Iowa Iowa State game? Because I mean that's unquestionably the the most hyped game that happens in the state of Iowa for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, just the game atmosphere. Um, I think that I think it'll be wild. Um, and, and you know, a lot of people take their officials on their bye week in high school, but. I'll be flying right after my game on Friday out there because I really want to go to this game in particular. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the game, just seeing how a college game day is and being you know, there firsthand is what I'm really looking forward to. I think that kick it. How much? Uh, You'll have to get up nice and early for that. <laughs> yep, exactly, yeah. I'll land at like 6 a.m. and then drive. I'm driving from Indianapolis um, over to Ames. Woof. Whoa. Oh, God. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Do, you <laughs> do you get uh, do you get to stay an extra day into into Monday then, or, or how does that work? They're usually the, for the whole weekend. Right. No, I think I think I'll be leaving Sunday night. Uh, I have school and like you know I got to prepare for the next week of football, so I think it'll probably Sunday night. Okay. Well, you're you're yeah, visiting busy. for the, for the yeah. Iowa game. How can you can you describe what what your emotions are? How how much disdain you have for the Iowa Hawkeyes already, or, or is it something that <laughs> you think you have to experience? Oh uh, no, I think I, I have a little bit in me right now. Um, you got some Hawkeye fans at my school. Surprisingly, yeah, there's a lot of people that you know are affiliated with Iowa, either the Iowa State or Iowa at you know, in California. So yeah, you know, already have. In fact, I've got some some Hawkeye stickers on some cars here, so you know I've already have a little distaste in my mouth. Please give them as much shit as you possibly can. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> Who? I wanna I wanna ask you something. Uh, in in the Big Twelve. Are there any types of quarterbacks that that are already in the conference that that you see that you kind of want to model your game after, or you think that your game could translate to or pretty close to at the next level? I my role my football role model is Baker Mayfield. I was um, just gonna say. So, <laughs> yeah, I freaking love his game and like his leadership and his his fire that's in him when he plays. Um, and so, yeah, I'd love to emulate like emulate that and, you know, try to be better than that. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of who I, I kind of, like, look up to in the Big 12. Priya, are you familiar with a guy named Seneca Wallace? Oh, yeah, I was I was made familiar with that on my first visit. 
<laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So, see, if you're not see, if you're not familiar with him, I suggest go take a look at YouTube. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I, you know, as I look through your tape, I see I see a lot of him. I mean, I keep looking through, mm-hmm. especially especially just the lucidness, the speed. Um, one thing that Seneca was always really good at was he was extraordinarily accurate on the run. Um, is that something that you think that you, is a strength of your game? Is that something you're looking to improve on? How do you think? Yeah, I think you can improve on every facet, um, especially being a quarterback. But I think my throwing on the run is pretty good. Um, you know, I work at that just as much as I work on, you know, throwing in pockets. So just trying to be consistent on all phases. But, yeah, I think, you know, being a dual threat, throwing on the run is, is crucial. Yeah. Well, Real, I mean, you're making you're, you're making a visit this weekend, but uh, tell us a little bit about your your week this week. Who are you, you guys playing, and what type of game are you looking at here? Yeah, so we're playing um, a team in the valley here in, in SoCal called Chaminade. Um, they're a pretty solid team. Um, playing them this Friday, on uh, Friday night at home. So yeah, they're, they're, it'll be a, a good a good game, I would say. Um, obviously, looking to pull that out, but yeah, this week's been pretty good. This is our second day of practice. Um, you know, tomorrow will be our third, and then we have a walkthrough Thursday game on Friday. So, you know, just trying to be plugged in, watch as much film as possible on them, and be ready to go. Very good. So NFL Real. starts Thursday night. You play. You play Friday night. Your names on on Saturday. You're you're out in California. There's a couple different teams out there uh, for NFL. Is there one that's your favorite, or is it somewhere out east? It's actually somewhere uh, on the east coast. My favorite my favorite NFL team, although I'm not a huge NFL fan, um, is the Carolina Panthers. So, is there, so are you a Cam Newton oh. guy, or are you like a Christian McCaffrey guy, or what? Honestly, I'm a I'm a Cam Newton guy. And I'm really happy happy Christian McCaffrey got drafted over there. I think that's a really good addition. Did you did you uh, watch the Rose Bowl a couple years ago and watch him just tear Iowa apart? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Oh my yeah, word! Say, when you said that, the, the I think it was a kickoff return came to mind. Um, yeah. Or it might have been a punt return, but yeah, I definitely saw it. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> the best. That's the best adjective you could have used there. It was funny. <laughs> Well, Real, is there are there any last messages you'd like to to relay on to Cyclone Nation, Cyclone Faithful, as they're listening to this podcast um, before we we see a names this weekend? Um, I wouldn't say too much, but just I'm excited to you know be a Cyclone, and I'm out here trying to recruit as much as possible to, to make this class you know better than the last, and you know that's how you establish a good foundation of the team and. And uh-huh. can get you know future success you know through recruiting. So trying to recruit my butt off right now, and uh, you know go Cyclones. Absolutely. <laughs> we are glad to have you. Well, yeah, let me tell you what. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we we appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy getting ready for a game Friday. Your visit um, probably have loads of, loads of homework too uh, right now. So. Thank you once again. Uh, we, we look forward to seeing you in the, in the Cardinal and Gold in the near future. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Ralph. All right. Thanks. 
That was Real Mitchell, uh, Iowa State quarterback commit uh, for the upcoming recruiting class. Uh, someone to be very, very excited about. We brought up the, you know, the comparisons to Seneca Wallace. He brought up Baker Mayfield. Uh, if he turns out to be any anything like either of those two, I, I think we're in in for a big treat. So, you know, anything you guys wanted a, to add before kind of we a, move on? He's just kind of an impressive young guy. He's well spoken. He's he's he seems like a pretty intelligent guy. And if you watch him play, he just seems very mature. Yeah, I think he's gonna fit into the mold of what Matt Campbell's looking at. <laughs> you know, just talking oh, on here. It's oh, just, he seems like he just gay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's just, he just, he's just hitting leadership. every point hard. <laughs> he he just he just oozes leadership. Sounded like he was doing some recruiting too, so that that never hurts uh, to have the the quarterback in your class doing some recruiting. Obviously, uh, uh-huh. there, there's going to be some quarterbacks on roster when he gets here, but uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where he stacks up. You know, with uh, Jacob Park coming back next year, but then Zeb Nolan, Devin Moore. Uh, and then and then him, uh, Cal Kemp, I guess, is, is in there as well. But it, it's nice to have several options uh, for once in, the, in that quarterback stable compared to, uh, you know, if the starter goes down, really, really struggling. I think sitting there behind Jacob Park and just kind of taking in what he knows, I mean, because he'll, be he'll be a seasoned vet at that point, and he could probably teach Real quite a bit. No doubt. Well, at this point, at this point, I want to move on. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start looking ahead at, at Cyhawk Week, uh, everyone's favorite week of the year. Well, I guess if you, if you read Scott Docterman, uh, he he says that it's Cyhawk Week all year long in Ames, but uh, outside of this week, Iowa doesn't really care about it. And I think Kirk Ferentz kind of put him in his place at that point. I, I was proud of Kirk. I don't know if you guys saw Kirk's comments today. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that, was, that, was, that was the only time I've ever liked Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I it's kind of the, it's it's an old old talking point that goes around that Iowa State cares more than than Iowa about this game, which flat out it, it just it doesn't make doesn't make any sense. You know, you only get twelve games, uh, and I I did like Ferentz's point to the fact that it, it's insulting to the people that are sitting there practicing all week. You know. You think about all the hours they put in over the summer to get ready, and, and to think that they're going to play a game and a rivalry that they don't care about—that's just—it's—it's it's stupid. Um, so anyway, we got that off my chest. Um, one, we're going to barely hit on on you and I here. What I'm looking for from from each of you is, is the one big thing that you took from the you and I game. We'll start with you, Levi. Uh, I was. Pretty impressed with actually with the with the Lions, both offensive and defensive. I think they both played above expectation. The defensive line was getting really good pressure on you and I the whole time. You and I ordinarily have a damn near power five level uh, offensive line, so I was very pleased to see uh, the penetration the defensive line was getting and Camilo Tongamoa getting some good good playing time. And uh, good to see that uh, Jake Garcia and, and – uh, Josh Kniffel both played very, very, very well. I'm very confident about those units going forward. I'll go with David Montgomery. Um, that dude's just an absolute monster. I mean, there were some times that the line didn't get as much push up front, and he just made, you know, made it look like they did. So, I mean, that dude is going to be a problem for 
defenses and defensive coordinators to plan for. I liked how they just they took care of business against an FCS opponent for once. Uh, there was, outside of the first quarter, uh, you, you could tell who the team in the Big 12 was. You could tell who the team in the FCS team was. You and I is going to be a good football team. Uh, I, I was actually pretty impressed with some of the things they did. Um, but Iowa State just came out and took care of businesses, which is what you would expect um, a potential bowl team to do. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, getting out of there with a comfortable victory uh, bodes well uh, for, the, for the future weeks. So uh, let, let's move on to uh, our other in-state rival here, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, the line opened, I believe, at about a three-point favorite for, for Iowa. It got bet down right away to one-and-a-half points. It's somewhere in that one to three point range at this point, so they're expecting they're expecting a close game. Um, I think that's that's pretty realistic. You look at the last 17 years, um, Iowa has been favored in almost every single one of those football games. Yeah, Iowa State's nine and eight. So uh, just because Iowa's a favorite doesn't doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to win. So when you think about the Iowa Hawkeyes, they're coming over into Ames, Matias. What concerns you the most? About their football team, um, I don't. I guess I don't know if it'd be a concern or more so what's going to happen. I'm, I guess, but I, you know, I think it's going to be our ability to get pressure against their offensive line and the ability to stop their defensive line. That's where the game's going to be won and lost on Saturday. And um, there are some times that when you go back and look at our U and I tape, where our offensive line, and especially I, I don't know, I was just keen on Josh Knightful. If that's how you pronounce Josh Knipel. Knipel, kind of a goofy name, but um, you know I could see him getting bull rushed back straight back by a UNI defensive lineman. That I mean, sure that's going to happen. It's his first game out there, and he's going to progress as the year goes on. But what a way to get thrown into the Lions Den when week two here. So um, I'm going to be interested to see how this plays out for us. Um, you know, on the defensive line wise, we got the depth that we can keep rotating in just to see if we can keep the pressure up. Um, so should be a fun thing to watch on Saturday. by any of the 108 Atlanta-area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores, where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Levi, what do you think? I'm thinking I, I was just going to pound and pound and pound with Akram Wadley. Um, their quarterback, I, I would say, looked a little bit shaky um, last Saturday. I mean, Wyoming is they're an, oh, they're decent for a Mountain West team, but they're nothing nothing to boast about really. And they they looked decent against Wyoming, but definitely not unstoppable. Um, maybe not as good of an offensive line as they've had in previous years. And um, I do – I feel pretty good about the defensive line going in, but the key there is that Ray Lima and Vernell Trent and Jamal Johnson, who's going to be – who might be back for the next game, um, they, they're they going to really need to clog up that middle because Iowa just makes a living running off tackle. They don't, they don't toss it. They don't hardly ever run at the middle. It's just off tackle, off tackle, off tackle. Um, so I think right there just plugging that hole in the line is really going to be a big thing because I think – 
if they in I would expect to see at least a couple, at least one linebacker come on almost every play um and really force really force that young quarterback the uh Stanley to really make him force him to make some plays and keep the pressure on him cuz uh I would say secondary is certainly talented enough to sit back and man and just play one on one put him on PV island and see what happens uh, like to piggyback off that from you, yeah, it's just, I mean, that's, they're going to have to, I mean, our defensive line even is just going to have to keep the Iowa offensive line from getting into the second level because I'm not sure how well um, Joel Lanning can hold up to a, you know, 300-pound guard coming at him. I mean, we didn't really necessarily see it a whole lot against you and I because you and I is not the kind of team to go out into the second level because that's just not what their their offensive scheme is, but that's what Iowa's scheme is, so... That'll be something new to see um, how they can handle that. And if they're not getting the pressure they want, the ability to clog it up, like you were saying, and keep them from getting to Joel Lanning and Willie Harvey. Well, and I think one thing that kind of exposed Joel a little bit as far as just him being new to the position was when uh, you and I was running laterally with the, with the pitches and the stretch plays yep. and the wide counters, is that, is that he, his, some of his attack angles weren't, weren't great. Um, so I think actually Iowa, who's generally just an off tackle and, and an, an off tackle and uh, in running team, I think they I think that actually helps Joel a little bit because he's certainly big, athletic, physical, smart enough to play you know to play those gaps along you know in between the tackles essentially. Um, but his ta- his line of attack is going to need some work as far as when he gets those exterior runs with the with the with the pitches and the stretch plays. But Iowa doesn't do that as much. So I think uh, I think the running game should help him. Iowa's running game actually should help him a little bit, as opposed to you and I, because you and I use a lot of like Kansas State type running, where they do the do a lot of the wide runs, trying to create an edge instead of going through gaps in the line. A little little concerned, especially with those first couple drives of of some of the tackling. Um, it, it seemed like some people were in the right spots. Uh, we, we let some potential two-yard losses or, or two-yard gains turn into five, ten-yard gains like that. It's something that they're going to have to be pretty sound on flying to the ball, and I, I think it's something that they should get better at, um, but my hope is that they still just kind of play within play within their means on, on defense and not try to do too much. I, I know that's being cliche, but you're, you're talking about one of the most uh, cliched teams out there, Iowa, as far as they aren't going to do anything tricky. They're, they're literally just going to run the ball right at you, throw it up in the air a couple times. Um, if they can stop the run, uh, like you guys have said, I think Iowa State's in, in a pretty good spot. So uh, where do you guys think Iowa State has, has the most advantage in this football game? Where, what's something that you think Matt Campbell and Tom Manning or uh, John Heacock could, could exploit? Oh, I think it's no question it's got to be the receiving core. I don't. Iowa doesn't have the horses to keep up with the first two, much less the second three, much less the next three. I mean, if I, I would be, I mean, because they use the Hakeem Butler as a sort of pseudo tight end uh, against you and I, and I would think we'll probably see more of that. Um, I would like. I don't think a guy like Josie Jewell, who's really well, he's his be, he's best in run support, um, but he can he can definitely step back into coverage. But I mean, he can't keep up with Hakeem. He's definitely not tall enough to do it. So, I mean, if, you, if you're having Hakeem go in there and basically be the, fill the tight end role uh, in the passing game, 
uh, you know, I think there's a there's a lot to be gained there. Uh, you know, and you could send Alan Lazard deep. They got their their corners aren't particularly they're not particularly tall or physical, so I think Allen can absolutely overpower one of those on a deep route. Um, but I think taking care of that interior and letting Trevor and Deshante and Hakeem, I think there's a lot of opportunity they could slide in, slide in back in that, back in the Iowa zone, and get uh, get some easy those the five to fifteen yard gains like they were picking off against you and I. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, just to to go with something else, um, I think our our on the defensive side of the ball, our our secondary. Um, if we are stopping the run effectively against Iowa on Saturday, um, the, the Iowa, Iowa receiving core is, is subpar. Um, and I mean, it has been in the last couple of years. Other, I mean, Matt Vandenberg's the only real, I guess you could say stud, um, that easily kid. He's kind of turned it on here a little bit in camp and played well on Saturday, but I think we have the horses on the defensive side of the ball and the secondary to stop anything that they're going to try to do passing wise. So, Stop the run. It's going to be a tough day for old Nathan Stanley behind that Iowa offensive line. How many yards passing do you think Nathan Nathan Stanley has by the end of the game? Uh, under 200. <laughs> I would be shocked if he had 150. But it would not shock me at all to see Akam Wadley had 40 carries. It kind of reminds me of the uh, a while ago. I think it was Rex Burkhead. The Rex Burkhead game at, at Jack Trice. Nebraska came in. Their their quarterback was hurt. I don't know if it was Cody Green at the time or who it was, but they they lined up Rex Burkhead uh, kind of in a wildcat role. And I I swear he he rushed for forty forty five times in a game. Uh, <laughs> what's that music yeah, playing in the background? <laughs> <laughs> that might be. I have Madden on in the background. I bet that's what that is. All right, there we go. Okay, <laughs> hey, uh, it's football season. Sure? Okay. Yeah, you're at you're at dangerous curves. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> at at this point, uh, we we've kind of talked about where where Iowa has the advantage, where Iowa State has the has the advantage. Let's move on, on to predictions here. What do you what do you think's gonna happen and why? What do you think, Matthias? I mean, this is kinda I mean, both teams looked, I guess they did they took care of the business on Saturday. Um Iowa State's better. Everybody's been saying Iowa State's better than what they were at this time of year ago. Iowa is I mean, they're solid. We just don't know what hundred percent what they're going to be this year. Um obviously we you know they're gonna pound the rock and, you know, use Akron Wadley and Buttwad, I guess, is what they called the both of them. But um, I just got a gut feeling right now. This is going to be a close game. One of those things that one big miscue is going to take it the other way. Um, but I just got that. I got the feeling it's the Cyclone fan. I mean, that's bringing it out that the Matt Campbell's been preparing for this one for a while, and he's not treating it as just another game. He wants to beat Iowa, so I'm going 24-21 Iowa State. Yeah, I got to think I think I'm kind of still still riding the the preseason hype train a little bit. The offensive and defensive line performance last Saturday gives me a lot more confidence. Um and and actually seeing, I mean it was it wasn't a close game, but I would did they they beat Wyoming was it like 23 to 3 or something like that. 
I mean, it wasn't anything overwhelming. Um, and that was with Josh, essentially just Josh Allen playing around a bunch of scrubs. So I don't think, you know, I don't think Iowa is going to dominate in the trenches like they have in previous years. I think we have the, I think we actually finally have the horses up front to at least compete with them. Um, and then if, 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 uh, if we start to get past happy on offense, that's actually probably a good thing because they do not have the secondary to keep up with our receivers. And I think if we can, if we can check the run game, you must keep them, keep them under four yards of carry. You know, if they're averaging only two, three yards of carry, um, you know, and they're and they're forcing a lot, third and fours, third and fives. Um, you're gonna have to see Stanley sit back and throw, and I don't think he's gonna want to do that against secondary. Um, so I'm gonna say it's actually, I think it's gonna be a little bit higher scoring. I don't think any I don't think either defense is gonna be anything spectacular. So I'll put it. Uh, I think I'm gonna go like a let's look a 35-24 clones. Right on. Now, the one the one thing I did notice uh, in that UNI game is that you you could pretty much tell in that second half or even in the second quarter, Iowa State was starting to wear down UNI's defensive line. Uh, they they kept after and they're starting to get more and more uh, yardage on the ground in that game. It's something that I I think Matt Campbell wants to stick with at least for for the first half. Obviously, you're going to take your shots down the field, but um, I would be if they get past that peak and they win, yes, they can. Um, but I, I still think there's something to be said for uh, getting it right into the teeth of Iowa's defense and, and wearing them down a little bit too, and seeing where they can where they can go from there. You know, David David Montgomery uh, is is a beast as well. You get him some carries, uh, and then what what I'd like to see is more of that Joel Lanning package on those short short yarded situations. Uh, I was kind of surprised that they brought that out in the UNI game, but I love that when they brought out Joel Lanning. I think like nine offensive linemen. That's going to be tough to stop, don't you think? Yeah, he only had he only they only they only brought him out for two plays essentially. It's kind of a bummer that the one got called back because it was actually a really good run by Joel. Um, that's uh, yeah. I mean, if you're on even if you're on Iowa's defense with a with an All American linebacker, I I can't see anything pleasant about taking on nine linemen and Joel Lanning. In a short yard situation. <laughs> with, the, with that being said, I think I'm going to go with my my prediction. I, I think it'll be higher scoring as well, whether that's offenses moving the ball or a couple pick sixes like we saw in the, in the U and I game. I'm going to go with Iowa State 31, Iowa 30. Uh, we'll we'll throw in that Iowa miss an extra point and maybe the fortunes have started to turn for Iowa State in the kicking game in that regard. So I'm calling it Iowa State 31, Iowa 30. Is there anything else that you guys want to want to add before we start to wrap this up? They say that my oh, UNI dude. prediction, minus garbage time touchdown from UNI, was actually dead on. I had it 42-17, and UNI was at 42-17 until we put the until we put the second teamers in. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk that up as a victory for me. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, Levi. Just remember that. And football picks. You see now, how you, I mean, half the people at ESPN have their jobs because they get close enough. That's yeah, true. That's true. Or, <laughs> or there's actually, there's the actually a, Joey Galloway picking the upset of the week at Texas State <laughs> Eastern Washington. <laughs> 
you know that when when those guys are trained, all the, all those former athletes, all that, they go in there. Um, I was reading something the one time about this. They literally tell them that it doesn't matter what you say for content at all. Obviously, as long as it's appropriate, it's all based on how you look and, and how you sound. So I guess that's why I'm I'm never going to be on TV. But uh, you think about all the all the random stuff that you hear spouting out of those mouths on TV. And they're sitting there telling them, they're like, just sit up there and look pretty and things will go all right. And then you hear cliche after cliche and it starts to make a little bit of sense. Yeah, when they're just saying blatantly obvious facts disguised as, like, good football analysis. Look, to, to, call, to, move, to score points, you have to really move the ball up the field and get yardage and get in the end zone. Like, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Hopefully, this time next week, uh, we're talking about a two and zero Iowa State team uh, getting ready for Akron to move to three and zero, and maybe even maybe even blow up. That'd be great. We'll we'll look forward to wiping up the Hawkeye tears and and moving on to the rest of the non conference slate before we get into Big Twelve football. So, as always, thanks for listening. Also, special thanks to Real Mitchell, uh, Iowa State. 2018 quarterback recruit for joining us uh if you have someone else that you'd like to bring on sometime uh shoot us a message let us know uh we'd love to have him on and and talk iowa state football or basketball thanks for listening any of the 108 Atlanta area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.